Welcome to The Human Perspective, a podcast with the internationally recognized badass disability rights activist, Judy Human. In honor of Disability Employment Awareness Month, this episode, Judy is in conversation with Diego Mariscal from Together International and Hannah Frankel from Google Startups. Together International is a nonprofit organization committed to supporting entrepreneurs with disabilities. They host workshops, meetups, supportive networks, accelerators, and more. Google for Startups was created by Google to support startup organizations, especially those with founders from underrepresented communities. Together International is one of the companies Google for Startups is sponsoring. They are specifically working together on a new accelerator cohort that's exclusively focused on early-stage technology-based startups. This accelerator will bring together 12 to 15 disabled founders to learn about the key areas of business, as well as learn from world-class speakers and accredited leadership coaches. Learn more about the work Diego and Hannah are doing, both together and individually, through their conversation with Judy. The Human Perspective is produced by me, Kylie Miller, and Judy Human. So let's roll up, lay down, dance around, whatever makes you feel best, and let's meet this episode's guest. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Human Perspective. This month is National Disability Employment Awareness Month, and so we're actually going to be doing two podcasts that will be focusing on disabled people in the world of work. And the first launch will be today talking with Diego Mariscal from Together and with Hannah Frankel from Google. So welcome. Hello, hello. Uh, My name is Diego, Diego Mariscal. Really excited to be here. Hi, I'm Hannah. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here. So welcome to the program. Could you give us a little information on What got you interested in doing entrepreneurship work? So I was born in the States actually by accident. My parents, who are both Mexicans, as you know, Judy, were shopping. And I was born six months and a half into my mom's pregnancy. She jokes and says that I've always been really stubborn, even before I was born, because I wanted to get out quickly. And as a result of that, I have CP, cerebral palsy. Um, which for me manifests primarily in trouble walking, but I also have trouble reading and writing. And so, you know, growing up in Mexico, not having any support of other disabled people was definitely a challenging experience to say the least for me and my parents. Also, my brother, we're 10 months and a half apart. And so he didn't have a disability. And for my parents, it was really apparent the discrimination that I faced versus the discrimination that or the access that he had. And so long story short, from a from a really early age, I recognized that there was a discrepancy around the opportunities that I had access to versus other people. And so really my work has focused around how do we change the way people perceive disability. And my dad's an entrepreneur, and I grew up in Monterrey, Mexico, which is the Silicon Valley of Mexico, lots of people starting businesses. And I saw a lot of similarities between the disability experience and the entrepreneurship experience. 
from the moment we wake up, we have to figure out how to solve problems. How do we get dressed? How we drive? How we communicate? Business, in essence, is solving problem at scale. So together, International and my, my work here has focused around how do we translate those skills, those problem-solving skills that disabled people already have into entrepreneurship skills. And Hannah, how did you get involved in this? Yeah, my journey to kind of this intersection of disability and entrepreneurship started when I was pretty young. I was diagnosed with ADHD and dyslexia in the second grade. And I remember at the time I was super embarrassed. I had literal nightmares of my second grade teacher calling on me to read aloud and then the subsequent laughter of my classmates when they realized that I couldn't. It felt like this really big secret that I had to keep. Um, I didn't want anyone to know that I took medicine or had accommodations. And I carried this shame with me through elementary school into middle school into high school and until my about my sophomore year of university or at UC Berkeley, I received an email from the disabled students office. Um, it was an email from an organization called Lime Connect, which aims to rebrand disability with achievement. It was about an essay contest for students with disabilities. Kind of figured, why not? And I started writing about my disability. And it was the first time I had ever thought about it, talked about it, and it flipped a switch. Once I started, I couldn't stop. Uh, I wanted to dig deeper. So I applied to be a Lime Connect fellow, which is where I met a bunch of other students with disabilities. And although we had pretty different disabilities, like couldn't be more different, some were apparent, some were non-apparent, I felt like we were tied by a shared experience, shared experience of resilience, ingenuity, and responsibility. So interestingly, that same summer, I was an intern at Microsoft Ventures in Tel Aviv. Um, and that's where I learned about the international startup ecosystem. And I fell in love with you know, the idea that startups are the most sustainable vehicles for social change. Fast forward, and I'm on the next gen board for Lime Connect, which is the organization that kind of started it all for me. And I work at Google on the Google for Startups team. So I feel like it's because of my experience as a person with disabilities and my connections to others with disabilities that I'm able to identify where disability has been included versus excluded um, from a conversation or from an initiative. So now in my current role, it felt like a really natural next step to merge my two passions, disability inclusion and entrepreneurship, which is what brings me where I am today. Great. I really love hearing both of you speak. So why have you decided that you want to in whole or in part focus on getting disabled people into business and setting up their own businesses? I think for me, as Hannah just described, I see it as an act of social change, a way to redefine the way people look at disability. What I love about entrepreneurship is that it's all about how do you see an opportunity and create an opportunity. And more specifically, when it comes to founders with disabilities, how do you utilize your disability as a competitive advantage for business? What does that mean for me specifically, for example? I couldn't you know, run and play soccer with my classmates when I was younger, but I spent a lot of time talking with people about their stories and learning about how to really listen to them and honing my communication skills. And so now the majority of my, my workday is spent around meetings, talking to people and telling them what we're working on and what we're doing. And so in a way, I feel like I was able to create an environment that capitalizes on my skill sets rather than 
the challenges that my disability might present, right? And so I think similar to that, to my experience, I would like to encourage people to see their disability as something they can capitalize in order to succeed in business and also on employment at large. And Anna? Yeah, I felt like people with disabilities are really ready for an initiative like this. Um, I think about how people with disabilities were the most impacted by COVID-19, um, the most impacted by recent unemployment. And there's some interesting stats around being twice as likely to start a business than are people without disabilities. Um, so they're more likely to be founders. And we know that they are already part of the entrepreneur community. Um, for example, one in three founders are depressed, which puts already one in three founders as part of a disability community. So there's a lot of prevalence of disability within the community. And with leaders like Elon Musk or Richard Branson coming out, Elon Musk on SNL, talking about their experience as a person with disabilities, we know that there's a lot of potential for people with disabilities within the space. So it felt like a big chance to be pioneers. I read in the World Economic Forum that although 90% of companies have a DEI initiative, only 4% of those companies um, include disability as a part of it. So it seems like a good opportunity for Google to step up, be a leader in the space, um, which is then where Together International comes in, because the way that we do so is by sponsoring other organizations already doing the work. So Diego, can you share on work that Together has been doing? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, we've been doing this work for a number of years now. And what's really great is being able to see the progression of the cohorts that we're, that we're bringing on. So, for example, we started our work primarily on a meetup, which a meetup is the gathering of people exchanging ideas around various topics. Obviously, we focused around entrepreneurship and disability. And so it all started with a meetup conversations about what were some of the barriers that founders with disabilities face in the entrepreneurship space. Then from there, and we still do the meetup, but from there it evolved to doing a local cohort for founders in the DNV area. And we were supported by the DC government. And then from there, we've focused around doing a cohort for women, female entrepreneurs. Um, and then from there, working with Google for startups. So it's really been a progression and we've really learned along the way. And the fact that we've been doing this for a number of years now really lets us be a leader in the space, both in the entrepreneurship and disability uh, intersection. And uh, why did Google start the startups program? And maybe you could give us a little bit of information about what it is. Yeah, I think Google started this program because we recognize that people from underrepresented groups are best at supporting other people from underrepresented groups. There's a you know, common phrase within the disability community of nothing about us without us. And I think that applies kind of to the entirety of the various communities that are working to solve problems for their communities. So um, it's a great way for Google to step up and kind of fill that gap with the best of what we can. And I think Google is uniquely suited to support startup founders. You know, we're not going to enter just something random, even though there's a gap in the world, we're not the people to solve it for everyone. But Google has expertise in building a company. Google was once a startup. I'm um, not to say that that's you know, so relatable because we were a startup once too. But we, you know, there's some there's some startup culture within the bones of, of Google. So the Google for Startups team uh, is a team at Google that kind of supports startups. And the mission of the team is to level the playing field for underrepresented founders. 
So our team got involved in kind of supporting founders. I think we started around 10 years ago. I've been on the team for about two and a half. We run dozens of programs every year around the world. We have, um, in addition to the programs that we run, over 70 locally focused startup organizations that we partner with in over 60 countries around the world. Things like you know, diversity-minded venture funds like Backstage Capital or research institutions like Endeavor Insights, um, who we worked with to better understand how underrepresented founders like women and veterans contribute to job creation uh, and so on. So all of these different programs kind of ladder up into our mission, which is to support underrepresented founders. And as I mentioned earlier with the stat from the World Economic Forum that although 90% of companies have DEI initiatives, only 4% of them include disability, it felt like a really big opportunity for us to step up for the disability community and be pioneers within the space, which we do, again, by supporting organizations like Together International. Have you ever had any meetings where you bring people from underserved populations who are involved in startups together? Definitely. So we're doing a lot within other communities. So though this is one of our first initiatives specifically for founders with disabilities, we have a couple programs like our Accelerator for Women, um, or Black Founders Accelerator that have brought together groups of founders from an underrepresented group. Intersectionality is such a big, important part of what we do. Uh, as we're bringing even together this Together International cohort, we hope for this to be a really intersectional place where it's people with disabilities that come from a variety of backgrounds because disability is a compounding factor for inequality um, and something that we're thinking a lot about. Part of the goal of this sponsorship is to get best practices so that all of our programs can be more inclusive to people with disabilities. That's a very important point. Diego, what is one of the reasons that disabled people say they're interested in the work that you're doing and apply to be a part of it? Yeah, that, that's a good question. And, and it goes back to my own experience, but part of it is also the fact that traditional work environments sometimes are not accessible for folks with disabilities. And so entrepreneurship is often a path that they see to economic prosperity and to accessibility in the workplace. And so entrepreneurship has become an avenue where people can thrive with their disability and not just be accommodated for or uh, struggling to manage their disability. So when you think about some of the people who have come through the training, what types of businesses have they been working on setting up? Yeah, so it's a variety of different businesses. Like, for example, Eric Ingram is doing satellites in space. Uh, and so he's creating a satellite company that actually inspects other companies in space. And so what's really interesting is he's able to bring his tenacity and creativity from being a rugby wheelchair player to the startup community and the startup environment, uh, especially working in the space industry, which is a very, you know, you have to raise a lot of capital. So there's a lot of notes that he got. The other example is Keely. Keely, who you know, Judy, is working around media representation for folks with disabilities. And so the fact that she's able to bring her own struggles with the media space and her own authentic experiences allows her to create a company that, that's authentically serving the needs uh, of the community. And at the same time, one of the things she recognized to us is, you know, I've never gotten any formal business training. I don't really know what 
what financial projections look like, what a business plans look like. And so that's where we're able to help and provide people the structure that you may need to, to think about the complexities of starting a, a business while at the same time recognizing the complexities of folks with disabilities and the value that people get from talking to like-minded individuals and, and sharing those experiences, not just from a business standpoint, but also from a personal standpoint, the struggles and the, and the challenges that they face, which they tell us to be one of the most important aspects of, of our programs. So maybe you could explain to us the way the project between Together and Google is going to be working. We originally got connected because I you know, was obsessed with this intersection of disability and entrepreneurship. And I started reading a lot of white papers online and researching if anyone was doing anything in the space. And I found some organizations that were focused on small businesses like mom and pop shops. And I found some organizations that were working with accessibility technology, but very few to none that were focused on founders with disabilities, except for Together International. Um, so what I did is I, I turned up to one of their um, meetups, but kind of the rest was history. I showed up, we got connected and we stayed in touch. Yeah, I can explain what the, what the meetups is. So the meetup is really a gathering of entrepreneurs with disabilities to exchange ideas, exchange best practices and sort of keep each other accountable. And what's great about the meetup is that we have people that are at various stages. We have people that are advanced, that are looking for funding. We have people that are just in the idea stage. Um, we have people that have some products or sales. So it's really sort of agnostic of where that the stage of the businesses are. But really the common thread is people wanting to come and have a community of other founders with disabilities that they can exchange ideas with. Um, so that's a program that still goes on. In fact, everyone who's listening to this conversation is welcome to join. We, we do it every Wednesday uh, from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, that's how, how we got connected. And what's great about this relationship, particularly with Google for Startups, is that it's been really organic. And obviously, Hannah bringing her experience both as a person with a disability and experience with startups everything from providing feedback on the application process, making sure that the founders that are selected for the tech cohort are matched with mentors that best fit their needs, making sure that we have speakers that are most relevant to the cohort founders. So I see this as a really true partnership where Google is not just saying, you know, we want to sponsor this, but it's more so we want to be involved in the programming and in the uh, storytelling and really engaged, which I find really unique and, and exciting and rather um, grateful because, you know, we want to make sure that the, that the partners that we're bringing in are able to engage at that level to make sure that we're supporting the founders the best way we can. Sponsoring a program like this is really valuable to Google. As we get to kind of learn about their stories, we hope that they will raise funds, go on to be really successful startups and kind of start the chatter about you know, the, the success of founders with disabilities. Um, we also have the playbook that we're building out. So a playbook of best practices that will empower Google and the partners that we work with and other organizations that support entrepreneurs 
to do right by founders with disabilities, to really know how to support founders with disabilities, maybe in ways that they're not currently thinking about. And something really cool too about this project is the internal change and the community that's been formed around it. So you know, this was an, an idea that I had and I started pitching it to leadership and very quickly, you know, people found out about it. People wanted to get involved. Now I have a team of what we call 20 percenters. And 20 percenters are you know, kind of a concept at Google where if you're a Googler, you're allowed to spend 20 percent of your time on the project of your choosing, so long as it's you know, relevant to Google. So people who have volunteered their times are 20 percenters. We have a team and we do team socials. We have a team book club. And we're coming together kind of over our shared passion for supporting founders with disabilities. And we're getting not just, you know, the Google for Startups team excited, but brain team and the, uh, the engineering team and the whatever else team. Um, so hopefully that as they get more involved with Together International in this program, maybe they'll start to notice where disability is missing from the conversation. Um, kind of start that ripple effect across Google um, and within our communities. As of earlier this week, I'll be the new um, partnerships lead for the Disability at organization, which is kind of Google's internal ERG, Employee Resource Group. Congratulations on that. Thank you. So I think one of my final questions is, when should people start thinking about whether or not they want to become an entrepreneur? How do we nurture people um, who have disabilities from different groupings of disabled people in different backgrounds? How do we instill within people the fact that they should not rule out becoming an entrepreneur? I think for a lot of the reasons people think that they wouldn't be a great entrepreneur, they're going to be a great entrepreneur, um, especially people with disabilities. I think it's because of their disability, because of the resilience that gets built into you from as a part of your experience as a person with disabilities, that resilience will carry you forward and it will be the reason that you succeed, not you know, despite it. So I'd say it's never too early to start thinking about it. If you have a passion and a problem that you want to solve, go for it. And if you want some resources, you can visit startup.google.com, where we have a, a lot of different things you can explore, um, understand how to start a business, how to grow a business, how to build a business, um, and know that there are a lot of people out there rooting for you. Yeah, I would say along the same lines, I think, you know, folks with disabilities in some ways have to solve problems every day of their lives just by navigating the, a world that's not built to fit their needs. And so thinking about that as a sort of entrepreneurship experience already, right? And so building on that in order to create a business. What I will say is, I'm sure every entrepreneur will tell you this, that it is hard, right? It is really, really hard. And so being able to be connected with like-minded people. And that's why I think that the meetup has become we have over 400 members already and so far. And I think that's part of the, the value that, uh, that we've been able to bring. That entrepreneurship can be very lonely. And then you add on top of that entrepreneurship with a disability, right? And so there's very few places where people can come together and exchange ideas. And so making sure that if you're thinking about entrepreneurship, uh, whether you're a person with a disability or not, but trying to be connected with other people that are going through the same experiences. You can learn from them and also exchange, you know, their their journey with you. I think that that's a really good first step. So, you know, I define myself as an entrepreneur because I have my own company. And um, I think there are many of us out there. and 
you know, one of the issues relates to the skills that you need to be able to be a successful entrepreneur, moving beyond an idea and making it become a reality. So it sounds that the work that both of you are doing is really looking at helping people who have started developing businesses in the case of the Google program, which will be focusing on technology. And it'll be very interesting for people to learn over the next six months how the project evolves and what information people are getting to help them continue on the road to having successful businesses. So any last words from either of you? Judy, just from an observation, right? Like even it's not just your experience, obviously setting up multiple organizations and working at different levels. What I've observed just in getting to know you over the years is you have this ability to bring people together, right? And this ability to communicate concisely with your needs are and, and what's needed in a particular situation. And I think part of that, I see it even as a way that you manage your day-to-day -day life. You know, we've been friends for a long time now. I hope many more years to come. But I see that, right? I see that skill in sort of managing your day-to-day -day life also translated into business, right? Because you're able to, th that effective communication skills, that bringing people together, translated into the work that you're doing and businesses that you create. And so that's just an example of how you bring your management of disability into the context of entrepreneurship and business creation. And Hannah, any last words? I'd add that you know, people are interested in starting their own startup. You will succeed because of what makes you unique, not despite it. Great. Well, I want to thank you both for today and uh, look forward to learning more about how Google Startups is moving forward within this project, but then broadly speaking, because I think Google is really a company that has been embracing the inclusion of disabled people for a long time now. And so it's great to see how it's integrating disability across more aspects of its work. And Diego, thank you so much for being on the program today. And we look forward to learning about the success of the people you're both supporting. Amazing. Thank you, yeah. Judy, for having us. That history won't forget us or try to minimize our pain. Thanks for tuning in to The Human Perspective. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review our show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also follow Judy on Twitter at Judith Human and on Instagram and Facebook at The Human Perspective. If you want to find out more information about this episode's guest or resources relating to the discussion, check out the description of this episode or visit judithhuman.com. You can also find a shortened video version of this interview on Judy's YouTube channel, dropping a week after this podcast is published. Otherwise, be sure to check back every other Wednesday for a new podcast episode. The intro music for The Human Perspective is Dragon, which is produced and performed by Lachi, Yontero, and Warren. The outro music is I Wait by Galen Lee.